I live uh, outside of Laconner at my childhood home uh, that has been in my family for nearly 60 years. And before retiring, uh, I traveled uh, extensively. And every time that I would come home after a long trip, I would walk through this door and I would say to Judy, it's good to be home. That became such a, uh, a common thing for me to say that when we remodeled this home a few years ago, Judy painted those words and they now grace every visitor to our home. It's good to be home. In today's sermon text, John 14one to 6 Jesus tells his followers that they can be safe at home in him. On the night before he was crucified, he shared a meal with his followers, and they were anxious and troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Let us pray. Lord, we confess that we are confused and uncertain, and we don't know the way. So show us. Show us the way that you'd have us go. Show us the way, the truth, and the life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It has uh, become almost a cliche, this day, this Mother's Day, is unlike anything else that we have experienced. And unlike most years, this day will find us separated and socially distant from those that probably need a hug as much as anyone. I especially think of older adults and uh, parents and grandparents who long to see their children and grandchildren. We feel apart in so many ways that we should feel together. And this isn't right. This isn't normal. This is not the way that we are created to live. All of us want to be safe at home. Friends, here is the good news. While we are apart in so many ways, we can be safe at home in Jesus. I read this line in a Facebook post this past week from one of our church members. She writes, You aren't falling apart. You are falling into place. That line uh, caught my attention, and it really is a great summary for these verses from John. Jesus could, in effect, be saying, You aren't falling apart. You're falling into place. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus tells his followers the night before he was crucified on a cross, do not let your hearts be troubled. In the next day, life as his followers knew it 
would be changed forever. Life for them would fall apart. That word that troubled is used several times in the Gospel of John. And it describes Jesus' feelings when he shuddered and was troubled in spirit at the news of Lazarus' death. And previously in chapter 13, in the upper room, the disciples heard that Jesus was troubled in his spirit. That word means to be tossed to and fro like restless waves on the sea through the impact of the wind. We've all certainly had that experience of being tossed to and fro and troubled by our circumstances, tossed like a boat on a restless sea. Now, there's a word for many of you or for those close to you that you can identify with in these uncertain times, troubled, tossed to and fro. To those of you troubled about whether you will have a job, you can be safe at home in Jesus. To those of you who are troubled about whether you or someone close to you will get sick, you can be safe at home in Jesus. To those of you who are troubled about whether you will ever be able to return to Bellingham Covenant Church again, and whether that church will ever be the same again for you, you can be safe at home in Jesus. How about you? Let's be honest. Where do you find yourself troubled today? To those troubled, feeling tossed to and fro, Jesus calls us to a tenacious trust that doesn't give up, that doesn't give in to the coming crisis, chaos, or confusion. Jesus graciously understands and says, You believe in God, believe also in me. Or in other words, we've got this. Jesus says, My Father's house has many rooms. And the word used here for many rooms speaks of an inclusive and expansive heart of God. There is a dwelling, an abiding place for all. Jesus is speaking of a place that is grand and glory enough to include all who come through him. It's a word uh, similar to the other Greek word, meno, that he uses in John 15, where he describes himself as the true vine, and there calls us to abide, to remain, to dwell, to live, to stay, to make your home in. Reminds me of uh, something that Henri Nouwen once said. Jesus says, I want to make my home in you, but you're never at home. And Jesus offers this promise. If that were not so, what I have told you, that I am going to prepare a place for you. Now this is a truth that prepares us. Jesus is being straight with us. During troubled times, when we feel like we're being tossed to and fro, Jesus tells us that he can be trusted. There is a place for us. How many of us have heard similar words from parents or adults when we were growing up? I told you so. 
but we were not sure who to believe or to trust. For some of us, Mother's Day and Father's Day can leave us feeling alone and isolated and lost. We didn't grow up feeling safe at home. I remember something that the late Bruce Larson said, pastor of University Presbyterian Church in Seattle. He said that when we grew up, many of us knew ourselves to be either adored, ignored, or deplored. I am blessed that when I grew up at this house, I knew that I was adored and I was safe at home. But Jesus didn't leave his closest followers to be tossed to and fro and troubled during a crisis. He prepared them with a promise. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And how did Jesus do that for his followers? How does he do that for you and me? What is he referring to? And while certainly heaven is the ultimate answer, the one that his disciples and us can immediately point to, the way that Jesus prepared for us is on the cross. That is where he took our sins and the sins of the world upon himself. And we know it was at that place he prepared us to be safe at home. He prepared for us a home in the heart of God. He prepares a place for us by preparing us. In effect, Jesus says, let me bring you home. In response to Jesus' words about preparing a place for us, one of his disciples, Thomas, asked him, a question many of us have asked, or are now asking, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Thomas's question to Jesus is the cry of many of us in our hearts at this time. We don't know the way to connect with our children and our grandchildren, not just because we are socially distant at this time, but because we are relationally estranged. We don't know the way. Will I ever get my life back again? Last uh, week, during the coffee fellowship time, uh, the Zoom time following the worship service, one of the persons in my small group in our chat room said that I want my life back. And that is the cry of our hearts. We want our life back. And for many of us, life as we have known it has been taken away from us. Birthday parties, graduations, planned vacations, camping trips, all have been put on hold. Mother's Day and Father's Day, all of our celebrations suddenly look and feel entirely different. Life as we know it is different and life will be different. 
And to those of us who feel like their life is being taken away from them, to those who want their life back and are looking for hope, direction, and someone to show them the way, they are at a place where in the words of the poem I read earlier this week, you aren't falling apart, you are falling into place. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And each of the three nouns in verse 6 is preceded by the definite article, the. That is, Jesus is identifying himself as the way, the truth, the life. He is not one option among many, a truth among many, or a life option among many. He is saying that he is the way, the truth, the revelation, not just as a moral authority or a guide or a leader to follow. Jesus is presenting himself as the only way, the only avenue for salvation. Similar to what Pastor Janet shared last week about Jesus identifying himself as the gate. And when Jesus uses that word truth, again, similar to the same word he used for the true vine, he is speaking of the absolute, the, the genuine, the real, undistorted truth. So as you think about it, what is the real, undistorted, genuine truth that you believe about God? What is the genuine, undistorted real truth that you believe about yourself. Jesus also identifies himself as the source of life. Jesus came to give us life abundantly and life to the full. And that's what the world really wants now, is a truth that leads to life. Show me your way through this. Speak truth to me. Show me that there's a way through this loss, beyond this loss, that I see and I feel right now. I want my life back. I saw an interesting little video this past week, Tom Fullery, uh, The Great Realization. It frames the COVID-19 pandemic as a bedtime story in the future being read to a young boy. It describes the world before and after the pandemic. One line caught my attention as the reader described the new world emerging after the pandemic crisis. We all preferred the world we found than the one we left behind. Friends, that is the good news. Jesus' words promise us a world better than the one we know without him. His words describe our preferred future, an abundant life, and a life to the full. The last time that I preached on this text was at my dad's funeral 15 years ago. He had been hospitalized at St. Joseph's Hospital in, uh, in Bellingham for open-heart surgery. Uh, in the same unit at the same time that John Curl's father uh, was hospitalized. 
After being released from the hospital, uh, I drove him home back here. We pulled into the driveway, parked the car. I came around to the passenger side of the door and opened it, let him out. And my father took a couple of steps and then grabbed on to a post by the back door. And I heard him say, Jesus, thank you for bringing me home. I didn't think that I would ever see this place again. That was the first and only time that I heard my father pray out loud. His faith was a quiet and private faith, but he prayed thankfully he was safe at home. Thomas Akempis writes in The Imitation of Christ, Follow me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. I am the way which you must follow, the truth you must believe, the life for which you must hope. I am the straightest way, the sovereign truth, life true, life blessed, life uncreated. If you remain in my way, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, and you shall lay hold on eternal life. On this Mother's Day, no matter what our relation was to our birth mother and our parents, whether we were adored, ignored, or deplored, we are welcomed as a child of God. Jesus accepts us, loves us, and forgives us. He is the way, the truth, and the life who brings us home to our Heavenly Father. I invite you to close your eyes, to open your hands, and to imagine Jesus praying this blessing and this prayer over you. Let us pray. My child, I love you. I love you unconditionally. I love you good or bad, with no strings attached. I love you like this, because I know all about you. I have known you ever since you were a child. I know what I can do for you. I know what I want to do for you. My child, I accept you. I accept you just as you are. You don't need to change yourself. I'll do the changing when you're ready. I love you just as you are. Believe this, for I assure you it is true. My child, I care about you. I care about every big or little thing which happens to you. Believe this. I care enough to do something about it. Remember this. I will help you when you need me. Ask me. I love you. I accept you. 
I care about you. My child, I forgive you. I forgive you, and my forgiveness is complete. It's not like that of humans who forgive but cannot forget. I love you. My arms are open with love. Please come here to me. I forgive you. I carried it all for you on the cross. Believe this. It is true. Rejoice and be glad. In the name of Jesus Christ, the victor, our Redeemer and Lord. Amen.